Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, The Crypto Guy, and today we're sitting down with content creator and crypto artist, Brecky Von Bitcoin. All right, Brecky, so how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, my friend. I, uh, I just got back from Venice Beach where I was um, talking crypto with some friends and uh, it was beautiful out. So no complaints here in you know Southern California. It's all, always nice. Um, How are you doing? Yeah. It's the first time we've, uh, we've talked. Very exciting. Yeah, very, very first time. I'm doing well. I've, uh, I've actually been inside editing all day, just getting stuff ready for this podcast so I can get some episodes out. But I'm really jealous of you being out on the beach today. Um, I wish I could be doing the same. Um, so maybe soon, let, maybe soon. Yeah, man, I got I got to take a break from this to be honest with you. But uh, for the people, I'm going to continue to push through um, and continue to get these podcasts out. So, you know, before we jump into your art, your content that you've been creating, can you just give us a little background on what you were doing before crypto? Sure. So, um I guess, when did I get into crypto? I guess I, I got a little bit of Bitcoin in 2013. I've actually bought it at the top, which was not fun. And then it crashed and I kind of forgot about it. And at that time I was, um, I was in school and I was studying to become a, a film producer. So my, my past life was as a film producer. Um, I produced a few indie films um, that should be coming out kind of soon, actually. Um, but I kind of quickly realized that I much prefer uh, watching movies to making movies. <laughs> it's a much, um, it's a lot more fun. And um, the magic on screen is not what you experience off screen. So um, changed. And then kind of like during the, the bull run of last year, um, like a lot of people, I started paying a lot more attention to crypto um, and starting to really educate myself because like when I first got Bitcoin, I, I I don't even think I knew what a blockchain was. I don't even think I'd heard of blockchain. It was just magical internet money. And, you know, that kind of made sense to me because, you know, I used to play a little bit of video games. So like digital gold made sense. It sounds like you were doing, you know, you're studying film, you're making indie films. I totally get you with the, you know, the magic on screen is very different from the behind the scenes. I've done a little bit of video production myself. And then, so you kind of, the first thing I really saw from you was your blockchain and Morty. So you kind of took that whole film background and kind of applied it to something related to crypto once you got interested and you did your research and kind of immersed yourself in the scene. So that kind of segues into my next question, which is, you know, can you just give us a general overview of everything that you've got going on right now? I know you've got blockchain and Morty episodes still dropping. You've got your crypto art. You've got merch. Can you just give our listeners the overall, you know, Brecky Von Bitcoin story? Uh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, so kind of like what I was talking about before with some um, like the bull run and the run up, basically, I don't, I don't know if you know this. I actually used to be called uh, Crypto Breakfast. That was my like anonymous crypto name um, because every day, like during the bull run, my one of my good friends would like text me and be like, hey, let's get breakfast. Let's talk about crypto. So we do that. And then um, one day he, he just texts like crypto breakfast, like the question mark. And I was like, oh, that, that's kind of a cool like moniker to like have a cool name. Um, and around that time, I was also... Um, 
I was a big, I was big on Instagram, not big on Instagram, but like I loved Instagram and I was exploring like the crypto world um, through Instagram. And I, all I was finding was all these like horrible scams and these like really bad actors in the space. And I needed some sort of, um, sort of like creative outlet to kind of deal with my like anger re regarding these people. Um, so I started making these videos um, where I would like make fun of, um, of these scammers. Um, and when I first started, there was no direction whatsoever. It was just purely like, like vomiting out these little videos um, based off whatever I was like reading in the news or whatever. And so it kind of expanded, you know, I was making memes like everybody else. And um, then one day uh, I'm watching Rick and Mori with my brother. Um, we're both like huge, huge fans. And I think to myself, like, hmm, I wonder if this is like a way to, to combine crypto and Rick and Mori because like, Rick and Morty is so, I think it's so progressive in terms of like some of the, 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 the ideas it, it, it tackles in terms of technology and how to be a person and that kind of thing. Um, and like morality, which was, was kind of bothering me in, in the crypto space. And so one day I recorded like a video from my phone um, and I did my best to like do the voices. Um, and it was really, really awful. But uh I had fun with it. And then like the next day I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I can like copy the, uh, the intro from Rick and Morty. So I taught myself. Um, so let me backpedal a little bit. Um, you know, you were basically saying before that I was taking some of my skills from, you know, before crypto and porting them over into crypto. And to some extent that's true, but like some of the things that I had to do, like I, I had to teach myself editing. I didn't know how to do that because my skills were mostly in producing. Um, so I kind of just dove in, um, every time I wanted to learn how to do something or I wanted to do something, I had to teach myself how to do it. So, um, I didn't know how to do the intro. I, I figured it out. I taught myself Photoshop and then how to like animate it. And from there it kind of grew. Um, and for me, like part of the cool thing about blockchain and Modi for me is that if I go back and look at it, it's sort of like a view into my crypto journey over time. Um, like. Right now, I'm, I guess you'd call me a Bitcoin maximalist. There's still some other projects I like. But, um, you know, as I was going down the crypto rabbit hole, I, I hadn't really learned as much about Bitcoin as I should have. So, like, if you go back and watch some of the episodes, there's one where, you know, it's very pro EOS. And there's one, an episode that, you know, talks about Verge. Oh, it's not positive on Verge, but uh, <laughs> it, it does talk about it, you know. And so it's kind of a cool look into how I'm feeling and what I was seeing and what was kind of important to me at the time. Um, and as time went on, I basically just um, tried new things and, and expanded it. Um, a full 20 minute episode and there's a 10 minute episode. Um, so it, that kind of expanded. Um, but at the same time, um, blockchain and Morty for me is just fun and it's a really cool way to um, satirize what's going on in the space um but it wasn't a way to make money because um you know unfortunately i don't own the the intellectual property of rick and morty um and uh, some people might think it's you know kind of i'm in a great copyright area i think that i'm it's a, a fair use case because of the parody aspect and like the cultural critique um but you know people reached out to me and said hey will you, you know icos will you will you do a a Rick and Morty video and, and pump up our ICO. And as much as I would have loved the money, um, one, I knew that it, 
it kind of would have compromised the art side of it, you know, and my ability to really like reach people and not come off as a shill. Like I didn't own it, so I wouldn't do that. And so I, I wanted to keep blockchain and Morty sort of pure. And that's, I'm, it's a decision I'm really glad I, I stuck to because I did waver back and forth. But I sort of realized that that wasn't going to do it. Kind of where the crypto artwork and merchandise came in. Um, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. So I've been sitting on a lot of these um, designs and I kind of, I didn't know how to do it. It was another thing that, you know, I've always been artistic, but I've never like developed Photoshop skills. So um, I kind of dove in and I said to myself, all right, I want to make this design. Uh, how do I do that? And, you know, the internet is a beautiful place. You know, you can find a guide to do pretty much anything. You know, if there was something I didn't know how to do, I would look it up and I would teach myself. And so like I'm decent at Photoshop now um, and at design work. Um, and so it, that kind of grew to where it is now. Um, you know, I launched my website. I'm going to plug myself, cryptobrecky.com. Um, I launched that relatively recently and it's doing pretty well for, you know, only being uh, up for about a month or so. That covered a lot of it uh, for our listeners who, you know, for everyone listening. Uh, see, I, I caught you. I think the first time you caught my eye was with uh, Blockchain and Morty. So I didn't know that you had this just crypto breakfast handle first and then you did videos kind of making fun of scammers and then memes. And so it was this progression. But one of the things that I really like was that you continued to teach yourself. You know, you you started with just the memes and the videos making fun of the scammers, but you really pushed yourself and taught yourself Photoshop and animation. And then although the videos started out as crap, like you said, you know, you've you've really turned it into this thing that's a work of art, in my opinion. I love it. I you as we can see, everyone on Twitter loves it. It has, you know, a huge following. And then another huge thing that you touched on was that, you know, you, you were making, you had people reach out to you, these ICOs saying, Hey, can you make us a video? And, and you didn't want to compromise um, your integrity uh, and come off as kind of a shill. You know, you didn't look to capitalize at, at first sight. So you said, no, you continue to make these videos. And then you kind of continued and said, Hey, how can I make money ethically? And that's when the art and the merch started coming out. So that, that segues us into my next question, which is how did you really make that move from this passion project, this blockchain and Morty to actually having your own website and selling your own merch? Um, can you dive kind of into the details of that? Uh, sure. So the, the process I took was, uh, I wanted to be very methodical about it. Um, you know, I have some friends in the space who also make merchandise and <clears throat> they're fantastic. I wear their stuff a lot as well. Um, but little criticism of them in a constructive way is that they didn't really think about the um, the advertising end of it um, too much. Um, you know, for instance, like I won't name them, but like um, they have a great account, they have a, a growing following, but because all they do is put out merchandise, um, you know, it looks like a, an advertisement channel. Um, and I realized early on that I was going to do anything commercial later on, like having an audience is, is vital. So, um, while I do love the, uh, well, like Rick and Morty, for instance, it's like, it is artistic, but like, you know, I knew that it was going to help me grow. And I, I knew I could do good things in the space by making it um, and like do these cultural critiques, but like by putting out content, content is king, you know, like I, something I learned in film school. So, so that was the first step, you know, realizing that like it wasn't, I needed to have something more than just, you know, a cool design uh, for a t-shirt. And so in terms of actually getting from, 
like no website to a website. Um, a, I spent most of December kind of in a hole. Um, I didn't really go out very much. I kind of just literally sat at my computer working on, on designs and artwork and getting everything ready so that when I did launch the site, um, you know, it would look like a fully fleshed out uh, national and, and all of that. Um, so I would definitely recommend kind of not launching too quickly. And then Hmm, but what other important things? I mean, so I'm using Shopify. I think Shopify is great. I know there's other options like, um, you know, like Wix to build your website and all of that. Um, but Shopify has some really, really great plugins. And for right now, I'm using a um, print-on-demand style. So I'm not warehousing anything. Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to start this up. Um, so I knew I had to sort of be careful where and how I spent my money. And so I'm not warehousing products. Um, and... Unfortunately, that makes some of the products more expensive at first. But uh, you know, once that bull run comes and everybody wants a, a Bitcoin T-shirt, then uh, then hopefully I can bring the prices down. Um, kind of counterintuitive, you know. People can spend more money during a bull cycle anyway. But uh, but yeah, so that's how the website got going. Um, and artwork was something that I've always wanted to do, and I I, I just think artwork is is so important to pushing the narrative of crypto. Um, like a shout out right now to like Nanu Burks and Vesa and like some of the other great artists in the space. Um, because art, like it provokes thought, you know, it makes you think about something or you see something wild, even a t-shirt, like, like I call some of the shirts that I'm doing like art tees because like they're pro provocative in some ways and they, they hopefully make, make you think, or, you know, someone on the street will see it and be like, well, what's that? And, you know, it gives the person wearing the shirt an opportunity to, sh to talk about Bitcoin. So you started and you said you were very methodical. You, you looked at this niche and you saw that no one was really doing advertising right. Um, and no one was really building up their audience in the right way. You've got friends who do merch and that's pretty much all they do. You decided that, you know, you said, you said content is king, which I love. You provided free content, built up your audience, and then you made that move. And so for anyone who's trying to do this, I think that's vital. You know, you really need to provide something that, that grows your audience and that has people engaged with your stuff before you can try to sell them on any kind of item. A hundred percent. And you know, that's the other thing, like even with merchandise, like I also said to myself, I wanted to put stuff out that no one else is making. And I think that's important, not only with, with, with merchandise or artwork, but with, with all content, you know, um, something to people that they've never seen before otherwise they have no reason to watch it or listen to it or whatever kind of continuing on with the things that you brought up um you also talked about giving up your social life you know i'm in that process right now where <laughs> my podcast is the only thing i'm ever working on um and you didn't launch too quickly because we've seen so many people who launch too early they don't have everything that the consumer really wants and it's kind of a bare bones attempt and then interest drops off. Um, and then you kind of got into the nitty gritty of actually setting up a merch shop. You talked about Shopify. I've talked with a couple other merch guys who also use Shopify. And it's great for anyone who's trying to get started up with little capital. You can print on demand. So that means that someone needs to click and buy the product before it gets sent to the people who actually print the tea out or print the, the logo out. And then it gets shipped. And then... You know, the biggest thing that I think you talked about was the fact that art does provoke thought. And so with your art, you know, someone sees it, crypto comes to mind and that sparks a conversation. And so for anyone who's trying to turn their passion into something that 
they can sell. I think it needs to be thought provoking in a way. And it needs, like you were saying, it needs to be different than anything anyone else is doing. So really look to capitalize on markets that haven't been capitalized on yet. Exactly. And also like, I also, I think, I, I, I hope this is true, but like every things that I make, I look at it and say like, would I wear that? And if the answer is yes, then great, it's go. If it's maybe, then like, then I'll reconsider it. Like it's, maybe- It's back to the drawing board. Necessarily. Like there are some things that I know other people will like, um, but like, things that like just to make money like you know i've thought like oh i can make a t-shirt with this with this on it and like people will buy that um and that's like i'm not knocking that like that's like one way to go about it especially if like your goal is purely to make money mine is definitely to make money but also like there's an ideological component to what i'm doing which i also think is good because you know when there's an ideology behind what you're doing and there's passion behind what you're doing um i think that, that i i hope that that like um it shows through you know and like, for instance, even on my website, like with a lot of the, the things I'm selling, the artworks, the um, T-shirts, <laughs> and I was kind of worried that that would be a bad thing. Because um, like you look at another website, it just says like a uh, Monero T-shirt. You know, for me, I, I wanted the website to also be sort of like educational. So like if you click on something, it, there's either like a funny joke there, like, you know, uh, no crypto kitties were harmed in the making of this T-shirt or, you know, at the very least, or there's something like if, if there's a painting and like I have one painting that is like an homage to um, uh, the Mimble Wimble protocol, um, you know, and I give, you know, I think I give links to, you know, various articles and I talk about it. So like, you know, I, if you get, you can get people interested in different ways. You can get some interested based off of um, just purely a really cool design, which is awesome. Or like, you know, if there's a meaning behind the shirts that they can talk about, that they can think about, um, I think that's also really powerful. You just circled back to, I think the two biggest talking points from those whole two questions, you know, that I, we've just discussed was that you're not compromising your integrity and your ethics with these shirts. Uh, you talked about not just selling something because you know you can make money, but actually selling it because you would wear it or you think it provokes thoughts. And then again, that this artwork and this journey that you bring people on provokes thought, you know, they go to the, your site, they have articles to click on, they have links to check out. It's not just a, hey, buy my merch, let me make some money, let me capitalize on this crypto wave in a sense, but it actually exactly. provides thought and attention to this space, which I absolutely love. Yeah, it's sort of like a, I hope people will buy it so that it can continue like supporting the contents that I've been making. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So that is a great way to lead into my next question, which is, you know, what are you most excited for in 2019 with regards to your brand, your merch, your content? Because I know from what you've said, I'm excited for you to honestly start selling some merch and getting people talking about crypto. I see your artwork. I see your merch and they, they will spark conversations, but tell me and tell my audience what you're most excited for. Oh, sure. You kind of, you kind of hit on all of it. Um, I'm definitely excited to get organic traffic. And by that, I mean, like for the word of, of mouth to spread, um, you know, like I'm not, I, you know, I value my customer's privacy, so I won't, I can't divulge who's buying, but like, you know, I, I looked and I saw a, a big Bitcoin dev bought one of my, um, 
the like Paris protest vests I'm selling. I basically did a design based off of the um, the yellow vest from the you know the, the protest in Paris that says buy Bitcoin on it. And to me that was like oh wow like one of these guys who's like actually working on like the code bought this and finds it cool. Like to me like that was like very humbling. Um, and so I'm kind of just excited to see in the world. Um, that's just a kind of a like a lower level ambition. Um, and I'm. I'm kind of excited to challenge myself and see what else I can come up with because, you know, I, I, I didn't quite follow everything I was telling you. I, I did launch the website before exactly before I, uh, I would have liked to, like, I have a, like a book of all of the designs and things that I just haven't had time to get to, to kind of, uh, do the work and create some more artwork. Um, but yeah. Um, what else? Um, I'm also doing a, uh, I might be doing a TV show randomly enough, back to my, my film roots. Um, I may be hosting a uh, sort of like a, the Jimmy Kimmel late night show on a, like a, a TV network that's launching, um, but it'll be all crypto related. And the idea is that we will uh, bring, I think we're, we're going to call it the celebrity crypto show. And the idea is to bring celebrities on and talk to them about crypto, even though um, they may not know anything about crypto, which Honestly, at first, I was a little like thrown off by the idea. I was like, oh, this is kind of like a, you know, not dirty, but like a, what's the word? You know, a lower level, like not a high, highbrow show, you know, not talking about the ins and outs of, of crypto. And then I, I did some thinking and I realized that yes, we may not be talking about the ins and outs of Bitcoin and debating, you know, block size and all of that stuff. But if we have a show where there are celebrities who come onto the show, they don't know about crypto. We talk to them about crypto and you know what, maybe we get them excited about it. Um, you know, have a huge reach and well, I don't want to like over emphasize the importance of them because, you know, look at what happened with like, you know, Katy Perry and her crypto claws or like, you know, Steven Van Zandt was that whatever fake coin he did. I don't remember. Um, but you know, if I, if we can get one celebrity to be excited about Bitcoin and to start talking about Bitcoin, adoption is what we're all after and education is what we're all after. I really did a full circle on that idea and I really hope the TV show takes off. If not, well, uh, I'm focusing on the crypto artwork and, and the contents that I'm going to be making. So, I mean, regardless of what you're doing, it really just does boil down to for adoption. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some price movement would also be nice. But just with regards to yourself, it sounds like you're either, you know, it's going to be creative regardless of what you do, whether it's just the art or whether that show does, you know, pick up and have some legs and take off. But again, it just boils down to adoption, um, pushing adoption in any way that you can, and also kind of building your business as you do that, uh, which is something that I think all entrepreneurs should be focused on when they're building their crypto business, because we're still extremely early in the process. And if your business is pushing people away from crypto rather than bringing people into it, that's a huge problem. So I like where you're headed with that. Like it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, yeah, like I, I, I taught myself Photoshop and design and I, I, but I definitely had sort of like a pre-existing, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm, I have an artistic mind, you know, like I, I know I do, like I can come up with ideas, but, and like, you want to like combine your passions. Like there's so much opportunity to, to bring crypto into whatever you're doing. I met a guy the other night at a, at a meetup and he is a um, wine aficionado and he was talking about his idea and the idea was basically he wanted to write a book that was like, it's a little kitschy, but I kind of like it basically like pairing different wines with different coins, you know, but like it was an educational thing for him. You know, he'd be like, oh, you have like a red vine with Bitcoin, but like Litecoin is a white wine and like, you know, does it, 
is there really a comparison to be drawn to? Who knows? But for him, that was fun. And for him, that's something he's passionate about. So, you know, if you have it as a hobby, like, there is a way to bring crypto into it. You just have to find it. I feel like with every one of these entrepreneurs, it's business at its core and it can be applied to anything. And then there's this passion level on top of that. And you kind of put the two together. Like, for example, myself, I love business. I love talking about business. And so what I've done is I've brought a bunch of crypto entrepreneurs together and I talk about business. That's really all it boils down to. So you can, you can like you're saying, kind of relate it back to crypto and bring crypto into your business in almost any way. So... One last question for you before we wrap this all up. And I like to ask everyone who comes on the show this. If you had to start over, you know, square one, no one knew you, you didn't have the show. What is the first thing that you would do to get back to where you're at right now? Well, like if you have the ability to make content, I would definitely urge you to just start making something and put some thought into it. Maybe, you know, like I, I didn't know where I was going when I started, especially blockchain Mori kind of just was very hodgepodge at first and that I figured it out and that's okay. But um, make something that no one else is making like that, that's really powerful. Um, and I think of all of the things I did, especially blockchain Mori, because that for sure is where I, I grew my audience from, at least at first one is doing. So I would definitely do that. Um, ideological standpoint, if, I, if anyone's listening and they're like new to the space, um, I'm definitely Bitcoin biased, but I would say before you go down the altcoin hole, like do your research on Bitcoin, because it took me a very long time to realize that I had, had become an altcoiner before I truly understood Bitcoin. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with, 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 you know, whatever project you, you, you're, you want to support. And like, I'm not a, one of those like ardent, like militaristic Bitcoin is it's like Bitcoin only or, or death, you know, but um, before you start making content, what you're talking about, unless you're really have, you know, if unless you really are honest and open about the facts that you don't know what you don't know, because a lot of people in this space don't know what they don't know. And that's a problem. I don't know anything. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I still feel like I'm learning to this day, um, but those are two great points. I think they go kind of hand in hand is one, you really want to learn about the technology. You can't half-assedly jump into this and know little bits and pieces of what Bitcoin really is. Uh, you're not going to be able to keep and grow a business that thrives if you don't understand the technology at its core. So that's the first thing, first and foremost. And then second, start pumping out content. You know, if you're trying to turn, this episode specifically is for turning your passion into a profit. You want to start pumping out content and really invest in tools and items that can that will allow you to create the best content. For example, you know, with you, it's Photoshop, setting up your website, getting things ready, uh, learning Photoshop. You know, for me, it was buying a mic, buying headphones, you know, really making sure that my sound is crisp on the podcast. So with whatever business avenue you go down. Just make sure you're pumping out content and make sure that you've invested in the creation of that content so that you can provide something that nobody else is providing and be at the top of your game. Like I was going to say, it's not hard and not expensive to, to have a professional look and feel to whatever you're doing if you take the time. Um, I still remember to this day, um, I think it was probably, it was the second Blockchain Morty video I put out. And somebody who like who really loves the first one was like, 
Like, man, like your audio quality is such garbage. Like you need to get a microphone or I'm never watching this again. And I was like, oh shit, um, I better get a microphone. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, uh, I mean, same. I, a first couple podcasts I think I did, there was no mic. It was just me talking at my laptop and you can really tell the difference. You know, it shows everyone. It really does. You might not think it does or you might not want to think it does, but you know, it shows in the quality of the content you're putting out. Yeah, and you, you'll get a lot of um, leeway, at least in the beginning, from people. If, like, if it sounds professional, you have a really cool intro, like, you can cover up some mistakes in the early days if, uh, as long as, you know, people are willing to forgive a little bit. All right, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's super awesome to talk to someone who's, you know, turned their passion into profit. I, like, you, like I said, my passion is business. So I love talking with business owners and kind of learning how they tick. So, again, thank you so much for coming on. And friends, this was a pleasure. I'm actually, uh, I'm going to go back and listen to the other episodes now to see how everyone else is doing their business because I could, I could definitely learn something from them. Yeah, give it a listen. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what we've got together so far. I think we're at 17 or 18 different entrepreneurs that have come on and talked about the businesses that they've created. Again, thanks, Brecky, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and to anyone listening who wants to check out some of Brecky's stuff, we've dropped the website already, but we'll have that again for you in the description. And also go check out an episode of Blockchain and Morty. It's freaking hilarious. Um, you can find it on Brecky's Twitter page. Um, and let us know what you think about some of the episodes. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.